Welcome to Covenant's Pulpit Ministry. Covenant Evangelical Free Church believes that the Bible is the Word of God and that God's Word is vital for life-transforming Christianity. We trust that you will grow to know the Word of God and more importantly, the God of the Word as you hear this message today. May God bless you as you open your heart to His Word. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, my name is Matt. I'm a pastor here, Pastor Matt. People like to call me here. Um, and so uh, we want to welcome you, especially those of you who are here for the first time. We welcome you to our church. It's so great to be worshiping with you. You know, last week in our service, uh, the two senior pastors preached a message about in your hands. That's a spiritual focus for 2023. We believe as a church that there's a spiritual impetus for us as disciples of Christ, to prepare our hearts to meet King Jesus because we believe he's coming again soon. But we want to have a focal point for the year. And that focal point is to be surrendered in the hands of God, to say that I commit my life to him afresh each day. And it's not hard work. It's simply to let go of what we have and to embrace the Lord Jesus each day of our life. So as we go through this month in this as we kind of explore this idea of being in his hands, we have a focal point today of the generations in God's hands. The generations. What do we mean by generations? You see, sometimes in church, we often think generation, next generation. So we think of videos like what we just watched just now. We see youth jumping up and down, running around, singing and kneeling and all that kind of stuff. But generations represents all of us here. We're all from different types of generations. And in each generation, Yes, you can find unique traits and trends. Traits in our personalities, our behaviors, the kinds of things that we love to listen to on the radio or on Spotify nowadays. There are certain trends that we see on TikTok. They're unique to a generation. So for example, for an older generation, it could be Pokemon Go. It's meant to be for the younger one, but it's the older ones who walk around with two phones, three phones, iPad. Some go cycling. and that. Or they may have certain lingo. Like, for example, an older generation like to say, it's pretty groovy, you know, groovy? Yeah, no, see, a lot of us don't know what groovy means, right? To a younger generation, what, groove what? You hear the groove, you know, the kind of thing. No, some people will say, oh, you know, that's so rad, you know, different, different types of languages, they're trends. But what brings us together is the Lord Jesus Christ. All generations come together. So what does it mean for the generations to be found in God's hands. Well, sometimes what's helpful for us is to answer such questions, it's good to ask what it is not, what generations not in God's hands looks like. And we found this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 to 5, where Paul writes to Timothy, and he says that in the last days, there are going to be people who love themselves, who love their money, who are boastful and proud, who are scoffing at God, who are disobedient to their parents, who are ungrateful and consider nothing sacred, unloving and unforgiving, who slander others, who have no self-control, who are cruel and hate what is good, who betray their friends, who are reckless, puffed up with pride, love pleasure rather than God, and the final one is act religious, but reject the power that could make them godly. What a long list there. 
And this doesn't describe youth or young adults or children. It describes all of us that when our lives are not in the hands of God, we can easily become like this. And it starts off here, love themselves. The premise is that everything about life is about me and wanting to grab onto hold of life. And that last part on the list there is important. Act religious. There's a lingo today. Oh, this person's good. It's a good person. But we don't think about being a godly person, being more Christ-like, being a certain kind of person that loves the Lord, surrender to the Lord. So what does it look like to be in the hands of God, the generations? Let's explore this together as we look at our focal point, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5 to 9. And if you have your Bibles, I invite you to open it up. While it's flashed on the screen, sometimes it's good to open up our Bibles and explore this for ourselves and mark in our Bibles words that we feel the Spirit of God is popping up for us. Now here's Paul writing to a younger Timothy. And he is not just proud of him, but he has affectionate terms for Timothy, like my dear son. There's something that endears Paul to Timothy. What is it? And we see this in verse 5 to 7. It says, I remember your genuine faith. Genuine faith is an important term here. This is sincere. It's real. It's legit. It's not a faith that's fake or to prove anyone to anyone. This is a faith that is anchored in the Lord Jesus Christ, in his ways and the desire to worship God in all the things that he does. And he says, for you share the faith that was first filled or dwelt in your grandmother Lois, Lois and your mother Eunice. This is a faith that's passionately passed down, patiently passed down. It's a process of learning the ways of God and to worship God. And it says, I know that same faith, that faith that's on fire, continues strong, strong in you. Not weak, but strong. It burns in his heart. It's a passionate faith. And this is why I remind you, the fan in the flame, or rekindle, as the camp was, the spiritual gift of God gave you when I laid hands on you, for God has given us not a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power of love and self-control. See, when we think of the generations in God's hands, this becomes important because there's a spirit of love. Love is what binds the generations together. There's so much talk about generational gap. Generational trend is different. Generations accusing one another of one being a strawberry, the other one being a mango, the other one being a durian. And so therefore, we, we get caught up with comparing but on the cross, Jesus doesn't compare. In his eyes, we're all loved by him. And he sacrificed. The love that appears in 2 Timothy 3 is self-love. This love here is agape love, sacrificial love, giving love. Giving honor and praise to God. It is one of power to overcome the generational barriers and one of self-control where it's withholding judgment and learning how to journey together. This is a kind of love and the kind of power and self-control, the kind of spirit that God puts in the generations. Paul goes on to write, why do we have such a spirit? It's so that we are never ashamed to tell others about the Lord. 
This is a very important point. Why have all this spirit? Is that just to mend the generations together? No. It is so that we are not ashamed. We preach the gospel, proclaim the gospel unashamedly to others. And where's the key? It says there, with the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer for my sake of the good news, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life. This idea of calling us into a holy life and preaching the gospel unashamedly are actually the same idea. They're not mutually exclusive ideas. For when we are living a life of holiness, pursuing holiness relentlessly, we are proclaiming the gospel unashamedly. And when we are proclaiming the gospel unashamedly, we are to live that holiness, pursue that holiness, because that gives us that credibility to be called a child of God. It shows our testimony to others. It's under the strength of God because this life of holiness that we are called to isn't from our own works. Paul writes, it's by the grace of God. So in summary, what does it mean to be generations in God's hands? It's number one, passing on genuine faith patiently in order to raise generations and preach the other generations that are before us. It's a patient thing. It's not about judging them. Oh, you know, you've done the wrong thing. You've got to do the right thing here. You've got to do the godly thing. It's a journey. It's just like what Jesus did with his disciples. He patiently discipled them so they could pass on that faith to others. It's also about proclaiming Jesus unashamedly to be able to put yourself out there and to front up in front of this world and proclaim through your life because you're pursuing holiness resolutely, never giving up on God because he's never given up on you, pursuing his ways and worshiping him in every day. To be in his hands, therefore, is to live that life of surrender. You see, inside here is embedded the idea of authentic discipleship and intentional disciple making. We authentically pursue holiness. It becomes our resolution in our life. Not at the new year, but every day. Resolutely pursuing God authentically. Having nothing to lose, hide, or prove. And as we do so, as a product of that, is this idea of intentional disciple-making, passing on genuine faith, proclaiming Jesus unashamedly, so that as we live out a Christ-like life, that certain kind of life, we multiply ourselves and win the world for Christ. This is what it means to be the generations in God's hands. Now, to help me and help us kind of explore this area a little bit more, I'm going to be interviewing two couples. So I'm going to invite the first couple up on stage. They're a wonderful couple, Liang Kyung and uh, Yen Ping. We affectionately call them LKY. Can we welcome them to the stage as they... Come on, let's give them a big round of applause because it's not easy to come up here and uh, just share. And so both of them are in their 30s, right? No, no, they're in their 60s. But we are so grateful that they're here just to share their journey with us as a generation that goes uh, before me. And so um, I'm just so grateful they can be here with us uh, this uh, morning. And so, um, so we call them affectionately LKY because uh, we have LK here. Uh, 
stand for Liang Kiong, and then Yan Ping start with Y, so LKY. Alright, so can we welcome them again one more time because it's not easy to be here, yeah, this morning. Good morning, is your mic yeah. okay? Yeah. Alright, great. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So, okay, uh, maybe you just share with us here as a congregation, as a family of God, when did you come to faith and what happened when you came to faith? Okay, uh, well, in fact, it was during the 2020 uh, circuit breaker that I accepted Christ. And I was baptized in uh, BPJ on the 4th of July, 2021. Wow. Praise uh, God. But to me, uh, there's a very distinct break in my, uh, what you call, a discipleship journey. So, uh, for a big part of uh, 2020, is the joy of salvation. Mm. But uh, in 2021, this concept of kingdom actually came to my mind very strongly. Mm. And uh, so, uh, there was this urge that I wanted to do something for the kingdom. Mm. Thank you. The kingdom is important. And so, how have you been involved in... Uh, kingdom ministry. Okay, that's, that's a very long story, actually. Uh, long before I became a Christian, in fact, 35 years ago, mm. uh, the Lord has put in my heart this very special interest in Japan. Mm. So I, over the years, I've been reading up about uh, Japanese culture. I read uh, Japanese literature in English translation. And I made some very good Japanese friends. Mm. All right, so when I became a Christian in 2020, there was this very strong urge to want to go to evangelize to my pre-believing Japanese friend. But I have to stop there because I have to ask myself, uh, you know, is, is that really authentic? Because uh, it could be my flesh wanting to go to Japan. Or is, it, no? or is there something really divine in it? So uh, my wife here, who has been a Christian slightly longer than I am, uh, no, uh, so she's kind of advised me, when you are in doubt, take small step of obedience. Mm, small. Take small step of obedience and let him steer you. Which was what I did. Into his hands. Into his hand, and a lot of things started to happen right after that. Affirmations and affirmations of the trip, as well as doors begin to open. Mm. And so, uh, you know, in 2022, that's last year, when the country was still largely uh, close to foreign visitors, by the grace of God, I managed to do two long trips to Japan. Uh, you know, uh, and then, uh, in total, four months. Not only am I able to uh, evangelize to my old pre-believing friends, I also made many new friends, Japanese mm. friends, uh, with whom I could share my faith journey as well to tell them about the goodness of God. It was really amazing, uh, you know, the favor I got from some of these people. Uh, most of these people who hardly knew me, and uh, the, the favor has to come from the Lord. Thank you. Well, praise God. Isn't that inspiring? New Christian, on fire, going out to Japan. Praise God. Yanping, what about you? Uh, when did you come to faith? And uh, tell us a little bit what happened after that. Thanks. Um, I accepted Christ in 2018 uh, because of crisis in my life, because I was looking after my mother with dementia for five years, and we reached a point that um, I couldn't anymore. So I cried out to 
a lot. And um, I just experience the real and living God uh, who comforts me, who helps me, who really pours his love into me, my life. And um, that's where you say that uh, you can't help but love him back because he first loved you. And I wanted to know then, how is it that some Christians in their 90s are still so passionate about God? You know, does the love, our love grow cold? So um, God opened many doors in my journey to grow spiritually. And one important revelation was that Jesus is king. When I uh, first know him, it was comforter, my father God, saviour. But there was this shift from me to him, mm. that he is king. And there's a kingdom of God. And this kingdom is beyond church, within me. It's in a spiritual and physical realm where he is king. Mm. And when I had that realisation, um, the implications is, of course, a bit scary. Then, does he have an active reign in my life, in every area? Not just when I worship and say he's king. Um, how am I to live the kingdom ways? And um, the other one was that I am a soldier in the army of God. Mm. I need to listen. I need mm. to obey. Mm. Um, he sends us to different areas, give us different sphere of influence, mm. and mm. we have to obey and reveal Christ. Mm. So, how do I leave that out? Honestly, there are ups and downs. We are imperfect. But um, I've learned to obey. It takes, like Lin Kyung say, small steps of obedience and uh, learn to lean on Him, work with a posture of rest, and praise the Lord for the Word, Holy Spirit, and fellow soldiers. And so, in spite of COVID, life has been very purposeful. And so I pray that uh, may the Lord, uh, by His grace and mercy, enable me to be ready to meet Him when He returns. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that, Yen Peng. Can we give her also encouragement this morning? It's great to hear about how you have realized in your relatively short journey as believers of Christ, what it means to live out kingdom, the kingdom life, by taking little steps of obedience and being wrestling with Him, but yet listening to Him so that the Lord directs you to live a life in His hands and to reach out and pass out faith to other generations of people unashamedly and living out that faith Resolutely. Thank you so much. Can we thank uh, LKY, Yen uh, and Yen Ping once again? And I'd like to invite another couple right now. Uh, it's like a younger couple, um, and so they're in their 40s. So please get up for Newson and Jane, everyone, as they come up and share their story as well. You want to switch on your mic there and then uh, get settled. Just flick it up. Uh, it's down there in the middle. Yeah, pick it up. That's right. Morning, church. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> okay. Good to see you both. And so, uh, Newson, uh, maybe you can just share with us, what do you do for a living? And how do you share your faith in your workplace? 
Okay, uh, thanks, Pastor. Uh, so I'm, I, I work in the uh, IT, tech, uh, IT company, technology okay. companies, right. whereby, I mean, in my company, it's not, uh, it's not really encouraged or maybe discouraged in terms of share personally about your faith, mm. right? So, so I, I have to, you know, I have to do, I have to, how do I share my faith? I have to really do it through, through the action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, you know, so me being a senior staff member, uh, have to actually uh, looking after all the junior staff, mm-hmm. right? So in the company, we do have a, a small projects, you mm-hmm. know, they, we call it tribal, you know, uh, tribal projects that we actually look after some of the junior staff. There are a few staff that actually just uh, move over to Singapore, mm-hmm. uh, especially during COVID time, right? During pandemic, they, they literally do not have anyone uh, that they, they know, you know, so we kind of, me and few of the, uh, senior staff, we basically, you know, coach them, you know, show genuinely concern for them. Right. Uh, even during, you know, when they get COVID, we actually send them medicine. Okay. Yeah, because they don't know anyone, right, literally mm. in Singapore. So, uh, during those times, we basically, they, it, to the point that they, they just imply that they know that I'm a Christian because they just ask me, which church do you go? Ah. Right? <laughs> uh, and, and, and one of the uh, occasions, they actually follow me uh, when we when just have uh, outreach services of uh, fan cleaning services, social, social works. They actually follow me and clean fan. Right? Ah. Clean fan with the old folks. And, 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 that's, uh, and from there, we, during lunchtime, we basically share uh, uh, freely about our faith and everything. So they literally hear the gospel for the first time, some of them. Yeah. So, so, that, uh, so that's how I show my faith in my works, mm-hmm. by really um, you know, make sure that I become an example for them. And, and uh, they, I know that they're watching me during the time when the busy time, stressful time, you know, and, and really when you are showing genuinely concern for them without anything in return. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank. Thank God. Praise God. Isn't that great to hear that it's it's a very intentional discipleship, right? To towards a younger generation in his workplace without telling them the four spiritual laws, describing John three sixteen. It is lived through his life to the point they're asking which church you're from and to actually come along with the church to go clean fans. So all praise to God. Thank you for sharing that news and yeah, praise God. Now, Jane, we understand that you are a well-occupied homemaker, not an easy uh, task, a daily task. And so maybe share with us, how do you live out your faith as a homemaker? Okay, so um, as a homemaker, I find that life is very mundane, um, honestly. So um, one year ago, I was very challenged during a sermon that talked about getting out of your comfort zone. And I was like, oh God, I don't want, <laughs> you know, but I was like, okay, Lord, this year, if, you, if that's what you want, so be it, you know. And uh, shortly after the next week, um, just an example of getting out of my comfort zone, I was at a bus stop with my four-year-old boy and this uh, non-Singaporean mother with a baby in the pram came up to me and asked for directions. Uh, So I helped her and then after that, she could only speak Mandarin and my Mandarin wasn't good. So, and I don't like to speak to strangers. So I was like, okay, I'll just tell you and then, you know, we just call it a day. But she kept talking and talking and talking to me for 20 minutes. And I was squirming inside. I was trying to converse in my very poor Mandarin. But in the midst of that conversation, I could sense her loneliness because she hasn't been out and about on her own at all because of COVID, because she has a a baby, you know. And she was so lonely and she was just so desperate for a conversation with another mother, perhaps. Yeah, and and so after that, we exchanged numbers and I did follow up with her, tried to share the gospel with her. Um, So after that, God opened several doors, you know, to other mums 
um, that just came across my path. Um, they're going through a difficult season, like they're going through a divorce or they have a very, very sick child. Um, and God just led me to help in whatever I can uh, within my capacity, whether it's to help her move house, sew little toys for the sick child, bake, bake something and just bring it to them. It's, it's really nothing. It's really very small things, very everyday life. Um, but God really taught me that He works in simple obedience and He works in the mundane little things as well. So that was really a big lesson for me as a homemaker. Thanks so much for sharing that. As, uh, uh, yeah, praise God. That's wonderful. What I'm hearing, I'm picking up a theme, right? Little steps of obedience, which LKY shared. And then this little steps of not just obeying, but actions to show faith and to show faith across generations. Now, I understand, Newsom and Jane, also, you've just started a new covenant group, or CG, that's made of young adults, and it was late last year. And so maybe if you could share with us how you came to that decision to start that group and then a couple of things that have been happening in there. Yeah, it actually started with a conversation that we have with one of my CG core. Uh, so we were talking about how do we actually um, uh, talk about discipleship at home, uh, passing down the Christian values at home, and then uh, talk about evangelism and all those things. And one of the things that we kind of, uh, uh, you know, kind of... A, talk about, discuss about, it's really about that really some of this is, uh, you can't, it can't be taught in the way, but it must be caught, mm. right? So, uh, and, and I kind of uh, looking back in my, in my uni days, in our uni days when we were uh, being mentored, yeah, uh, being mentored by a couple as well when we started our uh, faith journey, right? So this is where we kind of, uh, you know, talk about really, you know, how can we actually, you know, um, you know, teach through, um, um, you know, passing down these values through our action, right? Mm -hmm. And and opportunity come along, uh, I think uh, I was only the Lehun talk about, you know, how there is a group of young adults that, that looking for a cell group. So we kind of, uh, you know, work with the CG Corps together and see how we can basically, uh, you know, maybe start a cell group for, for this young adult. And and despite, the, I mean, knowing the during this period of our life, we're, by, we're quite busy with our kids and our parents, aging parents and, and work, right? Yeah. So we kind of say, hey, let's just, just do what we can, right? I, we kind of, uh, we don't have a grand plan, yeah? We just say, let's let's do, you know, uh, one week at a time and when we start looking at schedule and everything. Mm. I think that's, that's how we, we started. And we really thank God because this is really our our five loaves and two faces that, that we are presenting to God. And, and we just really, literally let God just, just multiply the work. Yeah. I mean, it's a very beginning. Right? It's a very kind of a pioneering work. Uh, but we can see that, that how the Lord has touched their life. Yeah. Wow, praise God. Yeah. Maybe Jane, add in uh, some of your thoughts regarding um, young adults, CJ. Yeah, it's actually very challenging because if you know we are the sandwich generation, you know, we have many things on our plate. Um, but I think one thing that Again, I heard during sermon was we have one job, you know, and that's to make disciples. Uh, so that kept resonating in me. I was like, yeah, if there are young people who are actually interested in knowing God more, how can we not, how can we not, you know, mentor them? How can we not? It, it's just so precious. Um, and, you know, the timing is quite um, coincidental. Yesterday, we met up with the mentor, the wife who was mentoring us. 20 years ago, you know, she came to Singapore. 
And she's still going strong. She's, in, she's almost 70 now. And she's still going strong in the faith. She's still talking about mentoring her grandchildren, you know, and passing down the faith to her grandchildren. And I was so inspired. And, and I think that's the thing about the kingdom of God. Like for us, because someone has invested in our lives, we want to pass it on. And even by doing so, hopefully our children, our teenagers, our children will see and, and you know, it, it will perpetuate itself 20 years down the road, you know, and it keeps going and going, the discipleship um, in the kingdom of God. Thank you so much. Can we please thank Newson and Jane for sharing their testimony about passing on faith to others. See, as generations, uh, you know, in their 60s or 40s or your 30s or your 20s or your teens, we get to live out our faith. It's a choice of whether we want to place our lives in the hands of God. And we just ended off talking about young adults. How can young adults be involved in kingdom work, be a generation that is found in God's hands? I have a little video that I'd like to show you. It's about an initiative that started in Singapore across the different churches called Antioch Campus. And so let's roll that video. Just sit back and watch what young adults in Singapore, young Christians are doing as they get ready. This is an initiative that's done by a whole bunch of young adults who are in their early 20s. And so it's something that hopefully will inspire us about what young Christians in Singapore are doing. The harvest is ready. Are we? We're calling all young people in their teens and in their 20s to be part of a new generation. One that is strategic in thinking, strong in spirit, servant in posture, and sacrificial in lifestyle. It is time for this generation our generation to step up and run this race of faith. We must take on the baton of faith and go out into the nations and love as He loved. The harvest is great, but workers are few. Can you relate to this? You've ever felt your heart stirring to want to know Jesus more, or you've dreamed to experience more of God. Or you know deep down in your heart that there must be more to this life, and you want to be part of what God is doing in Singapore and in the world. If that's you, we invite you to prayerfully consider joining Antioch Campus as a step of faith in this lifelong journey with Christ. Antioch Campus is a mission program that will take you on a journey in understanding God's heartbeat for the nations. The beginning of this journey will start with your personal relationship with God. Once we understand our identity in God, we ponder what it means to be a Singaporean in God's plan and discover God's heart for the unreached, unengaged people groups in the nations. Over the course of seven sessions, you'll be with like-minded people to learn about topics like hearing the voice of God, Singapore being an Antioch for Asia, and God's heart for the last, the lost, and the least. The sessions will be filled with times of teaching, group discussion, peer mentorship, worship, and an extended time with the Lord. You also get to experience prayer walking around the city and an intercession session for the nations. The whole program will culminate around a missions trip where you get to get a cross-cultural experience. All you need is a willing and open heart. Our prayer is for all those who attend to be inspired and equipped to be missional in thought, word and deed. Let's bring God's claim on missions back to our communities, schools and workplaces. Wow, is that inspiring? All done by young adults. And these are across different churches in Singapore. They felt the call of the Lord for their generation because someone, as Jane and Newson said, had invested in their life. Now, you may, may notice one of the people in this video is from Covenant EFC, Joanne. And so she's involved in this, and she shared with us about this. And 
through some of our involvement with Love Singapore, where this has been initiated, we uh, came across this and we decided, hey, why don't we take this idea and let's bring it to Covenant EFC. And so what we've started recently is something called 180 Antioch. So we took some of the ideas that they had and then we gathered a whole bunch of young people. They're aged between 17 to 31. And what we've done is over the last five months, we've met them once a month and we talk about kingdom of God. We talk about worship. We talk about mission. And we fire them up and we spark their imagination about you've got this one life to live. How are you going to live it for the kingdom of God? So I'm very privileged to be part of this group. We meet once a month. And you know, there's some people here in the East that got involved. There's Mercy, who is now uh, part of uh, Youth with a Mission. And she heads the team here in Singapore. We have Simon and Lillian, our worship leaders, who are involved also in Campus Crusade work under the, uh, the digital mission strategies. And we have another missionary that come back from East Timor, Lishan. And so different ones. And with Pastor Cat, we come along and we walk alongside these young adults to fire up their imagination so that they can become a generation that's passing on genuine faith patiently. They're proclaiming Jesus unashamedly and they're pursuing holiness resolutely. If I bring all this to a kind of a close, what is the one word that God wants to speak to us as generations, as people across generations, is this, is to think kingdom. Think kingdom. See, when Paul was talking to Timothy, he warned them that in the last days, there are people who will be lovers of themselves and who will build their own kingdom. And so they'll fight for resources so that they can be number one that people will remember their legacy. But as Christians, we want people to remember the life that Jesus gave us because he gave his life for us. And so therefore, who Jesus is, he's not just your friend or your savior, he's a king. That's why we must prepare ourselves to meet with King Jesus because we are part of his kingdom and we must get involved in kingdom work. We must think beyond ourselves. Truly to be a disciple-making church, therefore, is to really put ourselves out there and make disciples intentionally, but to live a life of discipleship authentically. We must think kingdom. There's an entire world out there, generations and nations that need to be one for Jesus. Because there'll be many people who will live this life without Jesus in their hearts, without that eternal relationship of Jesus. And they will die and they will suffer for all of eternity. But if we as a church are truly compassionate, truly love the Lord, then we will desire to pass on genuine faith patiently, not judging, but journeying to then proclaim our faith in Jesus unashamedly and to pursue holiness resolutely so that when we sing songs, I speak Jesus, it is not just a powerful song. It is truly 
what comes out flowing from our heart because we think kingdom. We worship the King of Kings and the generations come together in a spirit of love, of power, and of self-control unto the glory of our God. Amen? I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. I'd like to pray for us. And we're going to be closing with a song, which is, I Speak Jesus. So as we bow our heads and as we close our eyes, as we come before the Lord this morning, I'd like us to begin to just reflect on some of the things that have been shared by our brothers and sisters this morning. That in their generation, they desire to make Christ known, and not just known in their own generation, but across generations, by little steps of obedience. And perhaps this morning, as we just bow our heads and close our eyes, perhaps a good prayer that says, God, help me to take that first step, that little step of obedience. Help me, Lord, to be found in your hands. What is that little step you need to take for you to think kingdom, to be a generation, be a person found in the hands of God? What is it? Ask the Spirit of God to begin to speak that into your heart this morning. Lord, I pray for myself this morning that the little step of obedience is for me to understand before being understood. To listen, to understand, to learn, not just from you, God, but from others as well, especially those of another generation to patiently listen to someone who's older than me, to learn how, God, you've been walking in their life, to even speak to non-Christians who are older than me, to listen to the life they've lived, to journey with them. Help me also to listen to younger generation, especially when sometimes I feel that this young person thinks he knows it all, but doesn't know about life, hasn't lived it. And I begin to judge him in my heart. Help me to learn to listen, to love him. For Lord, you gave me a spirit of love, of self-control, of power to overcome generational gaps. Help me, Lord, to take that little step of obedience to understand before being understood. And I pray, Lord, for each of us here this morning, there are areas of our life, one little step of obedience to take that one little step of action for your kingdom's sake. Help us, Lord, in this, so that, Lord, in our life, what brings the generations together is truly the one that we proclaim unashamedly. His name is Jesus. So that indeed, Lord, we speak Jesus through our life. We speak Jesus through the way that we choose things. We speak Jesus by the way that we steward. 
We speak Jesus through our lifestyle. We speak Jesus through our thoughts. We speak Jesus through our words. We speak Jesus through our songs. We speak Jesus through our businesses. We speak Jesus through the way that we draw policies. We speak Jesus by the way that we do education. We speak Jesus by the way that we teach. We speak Jesus by the way that we command the troops in the army. We speak Jesus into society. We speak Jesus into the generations. And we speak Jesus into the nations gone. So, Lord, help us with this, Lord. May we be found in your hands. We pray this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said together, amen. Let's all rise to our feet right now. As we sing this song, I speak Jesus. And let us sing with passion. You know, one thing you might notice here, Nina is a new worship leader here. And she's got a cast on her leg. But yet she's up here and she's singing this song. She's singing this song with passion, leading us with passion. And I like to call us as a church to learn how to worship God with passion. To give all, all of our body, all of our energy to God. To express the song and declare that we speak Jesus. So if you're comfortable here, would you just lift up your hand to God right now. And begin to sing this as our prayer, as our declaration. To speak Jesus. Starts off by saying, I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Let's sing it together. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over every heart and every mind. Because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus Till every dark addiction starts to break Declaring there is hope Declaring there is hope and there is freedom I speak Jesus I speak Jesus Let's declare this together Because your name is power Your name is power Your name is healing Your name is healing Stronghold. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shine through the shadow. And burn like a fire. Burn like a fire. I just want to speak. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. Over fear and all anxiety. Over fear and all anxiety. To every soul held captive by depression, I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus. Because your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is love. Yes, it is. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows, burn like a fire. Your name is power, your name is power, your name is healing, your name is love. Break every stronghold, break every stronghold, shine 
through the shadows burn like a fire. This next part of the song says, shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. We're going to sing this out loud. We're going to say, shout Jesus from the mountains. Shout it unashamedly in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Let's sing this together. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. Jesus. Let's sing that again. Let's sing Patrick. Here we go. Shout Jesus from the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family. I speak the holy name. Over every enemy, Jesus for 
We're glad you had spent some time listening to God's Word, and we hope that the message has ministered to you. Should you require more assistance, kindly call 6892-6811, or you can visit us at www.cefc.org.sg for more sermon titles. God bless you in your spiritual pilgrimage ahead.